Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 415. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And I have to say, this is the first time in a while I've actually gone to work and come back wearing my hoodie. And I'm kind of thankful and appreciative of that. In the middle of July? I mean, it was the weather dropped down to 72 degrees today. And the wind was blowing. And I think because of the storm we had yesterday, it's mm-hmm. just really cool out. I kind of hope the rest of the summer's like that, but I seriously doubt it. Yeah, the past two weeks, it's been alternating between, oh, fuck off, it's hot weather, and uh, severe thunderstorms, so, hooray! Well, yeah, I know. A friend of mine, who's, she came in town with her brother and, and, his, and, his, and her sister-in-law, they came in a day trip, and they got soaked in the rain. And she did her uh, her Facebook story where she said, you know, New York, love you, but fix your traffic. I'm like, I responded with, they can't even fix the goddamn subway. <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> oh, I think it can happen. But, I don't think they will like my ideas. And again, that is a story for another time. But, anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? Good. Uh... Oh, wow, that was in unison for the first time in God knows how long. I guess it's a good night then, huh? Sure. Alrighty. Why not? We are live tonight, week of July 23rd, 2019, right here on Twitch TV. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you're, You can also watch us through other locations, such as you can watch us through our own uh, Twitch channel, uh, which is twitch.tv slash anime jam session. You can also find us hosted over at twitch.tv slash VOG network, and we are proud affiliates of the VOG network. You can also head over to live.bugnetwork.com and you can watch with a pop-up viewer. Um, and don't forget, we have a shop of Discord, so all the shows that are part of VOG, basically, uh, have a channel. So swing by and come hang out. You can find us at uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Cool, simple, swing by, have a good time. And I think um, I think Drunami uh, actually, changed, actually cleaned out the pool this time. Or at least I hope he did. So, yeah. I have to say, this has been quite a week. Quite a week. Hold on one second here. Make a quick edit. Done. Alright. So, anywho. Yeah, so we're going to go around the room with how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh, well, uh, I got paid today and the uh, overtime and a holiday pay came in, which was a huge boost. Ooh. A, a sorely needed one. I hear you. Though I, you know, woke up, checked my balance on my phone, and I'm like, okay, I'll just, you know, pay off the car payment and, you know, some other mm-hmm. bills while I'm laying here in bed before I even get out of bed. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Also, I managed to finagle a, 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 shift switch with a co-worker at a different, you know, 
different exit, I guess you want to call it. Yeah. And uh, I worked a double for her on this Friday, and she's going to work my shift this Friday. Well, that's not bad. So I got a four-day weekend. I'm going to head down the shore at Ocean City to uh, spend it there. Because I really want to get back down there, and I've been thinking about that water park that they've got. On the, right on the boardwalk, too. It's nice. Well, enjoy yourself. Let's see. What else did I do? Um, there's no, no real wrestling or, like, no uh, movies or anything. I think I just spent most of the day, most of the weekend, just holing up inside because it was fucking hot out. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I'm just, hmm? I'm just going to shh, as in the heat. Yeah, I feel you. Sorry, I thought I heard something else. No, 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 um, no. And other than that, I just got got to contemplate what else I'm going to do. You know, everything's going all right for now, but I got a whole list of the doctor's appointments in the next coming months I got to worry about. Hey, you know what? Just drink water, yoga, exercise, mm-hmm. do your thing. That's what this is. Yeah, you got this. Mm. Mako, how was your week? How was your day? Um... Work and cleaning and work and getting ready for BronyCon and more work. (laughs) I feel you on that. Well, my weekend day has still been as usual, work as per usual. Uh, this weekend, I actually stayed in for the most part. The only time I went out was to do laundry because I had to and to pick up uh, takeout that I ordered. I was like, you know what? I am so not cooking. I mean, I can cook and it would, wouldn't be as hot, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stay under the air conditioning for three days and catch up with Stranger Things. And if you're wondering, I'm already on season three, so... I won't go into details of what I thought of the first two seasons as a story for another time, but I will say after watching the first episode of the new season, I noticed Will looks just like Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> From the hair down to the outfit, okay? Excellent. Most triumphant. Uh, let's see what else. I think that's basically is it. And the fact that I have yet to throw out the box that my air conditioner came in because I'm, I'm like... Should I put it in storage so I can put the air conditioner in it? Or should I just flatten it up and toss it? I haven't decided. I'd leave it as this for now because you never know when it could, uh, whether or not it'll fuck up in the uh, next weeks or so. You might have to take it back and get a refund or a switch or, or a replacement. There is no way in hell I'm taking this air conditioner back for a refund. That, do you know how heavy an air conditioner is? Yeah, I know. There's no way. And my little hand truck couldn't handle this. Hmm. God. <laughs> I think I, I have stuff in storage, in the storage closet area. I might just put stuff in the box and then put the air conditioner on top of the box. I might just do that instead. That could work. Awesome. Awesome. Um, now we go around the room for Weekly Nerd Swag. Weekly Nerd Swag is basically, we show off something cool that we bought or had, and we just want to share it. That's all. Let's see. Um, Mako, you go first. Uh, okay. 
damn it. Sorry. Mm. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I got this in today, and, uh, you know, there's those apps for your phone for the claw games and crap like that from Japan, so you can win plushies and things like this. Yeah. Well, this is uh, my latest win. It's uh, Kaito Kid from Conan. Mm-hmm. And he's freaking adorable. And him. And yeah. Now, is that Kaito Kid? That's the one that's the thief, right? Or Yes. Okay, all right. Yes, Kaito Kid, the Phantom Thief. Mm. Somewhere out there, there is a uh, Conan Cross Persona 5 crossover fic. Somewhere out there. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, Ari, what do you have for Weekly Nerd Swag? Uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot smaller than uh, you'd usually see from me, but uh, you remember the first Clovercon I'd ever went to? Yes. Uh, the first panel I ever saw, they were, uh, get, the girl running was giving out these old sushi, uh, USB drives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have one of my, one of my, cause, you know, it's, I don't want to get rid of it because, mm-hmm. you know, too much work was put in it, even if it's only like, I think like four gigs, I think. I usually just use it like to transfer songs from my computer to my PS4 if I want to put them on the show. Gotcha. So yeah, it's a, it's sentimental and cute, and I don't really want to get rid of it. Cool, cool. Um, to refer back to our chat at uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, Dark Tetsu wants to know if that's a real thing about the Crane Games. Yes, Crane Game Toreba. That's a, that's a real deal. And yeah, it's T O R E B A. Yep. You get free uh, tickets. You get one per day mm-hmm. um, to start out with for usually about 30 days. And then um, you do have to continue to you purchase um, for them to continue to give you free tries. But it's not bad. Um, you know, for like 10 bucks, depending on the game, you get like three or four tries. I knew it sounded so, like free to play. Yeah, I mean, they are. It is free to play, you know, in the beginning, but they're not going to continue to give you free tickets forever without something. And then they will, whatever you win in a week, um, you just ship, and they'll box everything up together. And once a week, you can get free shipping. That's cool. And I know there's another similar crane game that's called Claw E C L A W E E. I see ads for it. I haven't tried it out. I might just jump That out. one is much easier, but the prizes aren't as good. There you go. I may start throwing money at Torebo because I actually do like the Google um, surveys. So I actually just bank up. And I, and like I use that money if there's an app that I want to buy and I'm like, I don't want to spend real money. So I'll just mm-hmm. quote unquote earn it. So I probably would do that. So. Yeah, that's what I use um, my money for, that and Pokemon Go. So between the two of them, you know, I try not to spend very much. But, I mean, even on Torebo, some of them are really easy, and some of them you do have to, you know, really try for. 
but the third win so far, and I think I've only put in like maybe 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I got a plushie. I have um, a light up Sakura tree. Yeah. And um, I actually won a Kaito Kid uh, keychain. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you figure it's all stuff actually coming out of Japan, you know, stuff that you might pay for at a convention anyway. Mm -hmm. So considering I sunk only 30 bucks into this app so far, the stuff that I have won, if I went to a convention and bought it, would probably be about twice that and, mm-hmm. I, and I will say, uh, one of my friends, um, Akane Saotome Cosplay, she has been ranking up on some amazing Sailor Moon swag on that game, and she was showing pictures from it. And I'm like, I need to jump back on there, because there's this Q-Pocket uh, Ronchon figurine that I want, but I'm like, but it's only like 25 bucks on Amazon, you know? So I'm just like, decisions. Yeah, decisions. I haven't yeah. been going after the stuff in boxes. Those are a little bit more difficult to actually win. Yeah. Um like this one, this game was uh it was cuz it's and I don't know if you can actually see that, but it's an actual keychain. So that was actually um a stick was poking through the keychain part yeah. and you had to maneuver the stick. So that it would drop the plush. Mm. So, I mean, that something like that is a lot easier than trying to get an entire box, you know, positioned correctly and angled correctly to drop between two bars. Mm. But, yeah. Ranma, did you show off yours? Nope, not yet. I'm getting to that. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, but I'll show this off because I have a story behind it. My weekly nerd swag this week is The Division 2 for Xbox One. Now, here's the thing. This is my second copy of it. I have a copy for PC that I have yet to redeem. It came free with my... um, but my desktop, my computer parts, when I rebuilt, when I bought that stuff back in January. But the reason why I bought it because I really enjoyed it on Xbox One, and it was on sale for nineteen ninety nine at GameStop. And I'm like, well, I got a Best Buy card, might as well buy it there and earn some points, right? So I go to the front, ask for the game, tell the cashier I want a price match GameStop for nineteen ninety nine. She says we don't price match GameStop anymore. What do you mean you don't price match GameStop anymore? GameStop does, didn't sign our contract for price matching, so we don't honor their prices. Me. No thanks. You can keep the game. Walked out. Mm. That same night, I said something about it on Twitter and saying, you know, I'm be buying less games from Best Buy and buying more from GameStop. That Saturday... I get, a, I get a tweet from Best Buy Support wanting to know the whole story, and I told them that the location of, of the store, the time I was there, I don't remember the person's full name, but I, I remember the first letter, which was A, you know, for obvious reasons. But. So she, the rep also said that according to Best Buy's policy, GameStop falls within their price matching policy, so he did not see any issue on not being able to price match. And he asks, he tweets back to me through a direct message if I still wanted the game. Yes, I do. 
So he price matched it and ordered it for me. Now he ordered it for me because I, like I said, I have a Best Buy card. My account system is on there, so he ordered it and he said that he threw in free next day delivery. Not bad. Yeah, especially on a Sunday. So the game showed up on my steps on Sunday. So that, my friend, was pretty freaking cool. Now, I kind of feel bad for the associate and whoever told this associate to say that. Because I worked retail. I dealt with, you know, price matching on both sides where, you know, you can't because you really can't. Or a manager that gets upset at you for it. Like, when I used to work at Staples, there was J&R Music. And we would price match them all the time. And my manager got upset about that. I'm like, look, if I'm price matching all their stuff, that means we have a customer for life. They, they will come here. And it's like, I can't say we cannot because it is our policy. J&R falls under our policy. But, you know, nowadays it's not even worth price matching J&R because they're no more. They just have like an Amazon web store and their prices are the same as Amazon's. Hell, one thing I do miss about J&R was they were actually cheaper than Amazon on a lot of stuff. And you could actually finagle prices on, on expensive hardware. So... I should go grab a seltzer, but I'll probably do that in a bit. So, now we got that out of the way. Oh, let's get into tonight's topics. And if you notice, I put a topic up here that's not a part of the outline because I did not want to bring much attention to what I'm going to talk about. Because if I did, it would probably make the situation a little bit worse. So... For those of you who were here for last week's episode, episode 414, by the way, Mako-chan, we missed you. Hi. And you're, and meanwhile, from Japan was a little bit on the light side, so we were a little bit disappointed. They can't all be winners. True. So, if you remember from our episode last week, we, to- we spoke to Trixel Cosplay about how she got into cosplaying. Uh, what was she doing on Dr. Pimple Popper and all that good stuff and what was kind of interesting is that more people were spotting me but I guess in a crowd of nerds the dark skinned one stands alone you know hey if I get tagged I tag her free publicity free fans all around whatever so here's a little backstory. now the episode that she was on was available on I believe Comcast On Demand with TLC so you can watch the first episode Ahead of time. And I believe it was Verizon On Demand as well in certain market. I couldn't watch the episode. but So the episode was released and there was a couple of articles written about her. And of course, here's a lot of issues that we have within, not just in the fandom, but with just people in general. When you are cosplaying and you are not the typical look and size of a cosplayer, people will just start poking fun at you and saying some real mean and outlandish shit. Yes, I have been called the N-word more times than I, than, I, than I could count. But things got kind of bad with her as we come along. You know, they they made fun of her and this and that, and it really broke her, you know. But she she's a strong girl, and she got through that, and she and she pressed on. So... After that, she was like, you know, I'm just going to keep doing my thing and ignore the haters, which is what you're supposed to do. Now, over the weekend, 
she did a live stream and somebody came in and pretty much she was doxxed. There was somebody actually posted her phone numbers and her address. Thankfully, it was not most recent uh, information. All because they wanted to make fun of her. And it's really sad and it's really fucked up. You got a bunch of keyboard warriors who will sit there and spend all that time looking up your personal information to throw it back at you to scare you into thinking that people are going to come after you. Instead of using that information for evil, make some fucking money and go into the IT world and use it for fucking good. I mean, they have a certification for the ethical hacker. This is one of the reasons why, you know, you know, y'all know I, I work somewhere and I believe I have mentioned the company I work for once on here and that was it. Because, mm-hmm. because of the name, the company I work for, I don't need uh, people pulling some pranks and shit like that. And neither does Ari, Mako, Ichigo, everybody. It's another reason why we use um, aliases while doing the show. Granted, most of y'all know our real names, but we are appreciative that you don't really say it, call us by our real names while we're doing the show or when we're at cons, unless we're all within a small group, okay? Honestly, even with you guys, I use my alias like 90% of the time. Yeah. I, I just that's all I really wanted to say about it because it's just you know I am disgusted by that you know that that's hurtful and that's scary and knowing that because of another topic we're going to talk about later people involved in that lawsuit the same thing happened to them and it's it's just disenchanting and disheartening you know and, and you know this is coming from somebody that's been on the both sides of it. At one time, I was that asshole that would say all this stuff and do all of this. And, you know, and it would come back and bite me in the ass. And for the most part, I didn't care. Because I would just swing back harder. Eventually, I'm just like, you know, this is this just a little stressful. I can't do this. This is not who I am. And I found other ways to use that energy. So, I, I'm just going to say this. If you're going to dox somebody... Just remember, if you dox the wrong person or swat the wrong person, it can come back to you three to five fold. Because they they always say, you know, you're going to pick a fight with the wrong person. The person you pick a fight with might be able to swing back a lot harder and hurt you in the long run. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, think about that shit before you do it. That's it. And that's all I have to say about that. And now we're going to talk about something else on a serious level. And I do apologize for the tone of tonight's show. Granted, we always talk about stuff that's funny, silly, or that'll get our emotions up, but in a comedic way. But there are times, you know, we got to just like, you know, we got to come together as a family. And I'm going to let Mako-chan cover that because honestly, with this much information, she can analyze it and spit it back a lot better than me and Ari tenfold. <laughs> so uh-huh. thank you, Mako Chan. All right. So for those of you that might not have heard, uh, Kyoto Animation was uh, 
basically um, set on fire. And it's really, really bad. Uh, basically, everything is completely lost. Um, everything that was on digital, everything that was still being worked on, um, basically everything in this uh, facility, which some of you will probably know, um, they've done K-On, mm-hmm. they've done uh, Haruhi, mm-hmm. they were actually in the middle of working on the free movie, yep. which has since basically been cancelled. Um, yes. As I said, everything inside of it was destroyed. There were about 70 employees inside of the building, and by the end of it, actually, I think um, just two days ago, mm-hmm. uh, the 34th victim had passed. Yes. Um, 33. Stiff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 33 were killed initially with 35 injured and you know now that is up to 34 uh 30 fire engines ended up responding to the fire and they were able to extinguish the fire within five hours but it was an old building and people were on all three floors of it and unfortunately um just was not able to uh clear the building as quickly as it should have. Uh, the person that did set it on fire, he was uh, apprehended. He was yep. burned severely, but he has been arrested. And basically, he um, it's alleged that he started the fire because he uh, blames Kyoto Animation for stealing his novel. Now, before we continue, Oh boy! Granted, what what has been going on with attacks on people in the fandom and the communities? Everybody was saying that this was an angry incel because somebody rejected him, and I hope to God that wasn't it. And I'm like, there has got to be a different reason for this because honestly, I'm just saying, us guys, we do some real stupid shit, and every time we do, it can't be over the same. Thing. We have to do better. That, and we see, you know, hear about stories like this, and they're like, and we're just like thinking, okay, there's the the line that is the the the, the proverbial line that you cross, like you've gone too far. Here it is, mm-hmm. and you just know, you know, don't approach any further than that. But you know, what yeah, I mean, right? so. Yeah, so basically, um, he ended up buying two large, basically, barrels of gasoline, and nobody thought anything of it. He loaded them onto a trolley, and nobody thought anything of it. Nobody thought anything of it until he actually went into the building and started spilling the gasoline all over the place and screaming. Mm. Um, This is the... uh, the second most, because there was a previous fire where arson was suspected in 2001, um, but this is the second worst mass murder in Japan's post-World War II history. Uh, and again, um, Kyoto Animation President stated that all materials, computers, everything um, were destroyed in the fire. 
So basically anything that they had been working on, anything that was uh, to be released, um, anything that was not backed up in a different place is uh, completely destroyed. Um, but the uh, president also said that they are looking to, instead of rebuilding the building itself, but to um, possibly turn it into a public park with a monument. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, but yeah, nothing right now is uh, set in stone on what will be going on. Um, but they're also looking at possibly hosting a memorial ceremony and all of that as well. I figured that would be a given. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it. It's absolutely horrible. It's really, really shitty. Mm-hmm. And people suck. Yes. Now, I will say there is a crowdfunding going for it. And I had a slight issue with this. I'll explain why. But do understand, I, I get it. And I understand. Now, uh, Sentai Film Works five days ago opened up a GoFundMe for the victims of the Kyoto Animation Fire with the hashtag Help Kyo Annie Heal. Their goal was $750,000. In the five days alone since this has happened, uh, they have raised basically over $2 million. And I think that is an amazing thing. Because... They've put out some titles that we love. I mean, there was mention of K-On, Haruhi. You know, I really enjoyed K-On. And I believe that's like my first quote-unquote idol anime, more or less. Yeah, they did Miss Kobayashi, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's no telling what's going on for the second season, mm-hmm. which was announced. Yes. And now, what bothered me was the fact that I ain't talking about issues and stuff in this country. No. No. I'm talking about the fact that you, you got weebs who are throwing money at Kyoto Animation, but half of these same weebs can't afford to pull $5 out of their wallet to buy Speed Stick. That I had a problem with. It's one thing where you are, you, you are hygienated and you take care of yourself and you're giving back. It's another thing where, you know, you can't be bothered to buy a Speed Stick, but you got no problem throwing $50 to make sure that, you're new, that they work on your anime. That reminds me, I actually did buy new deodorant earlier today when I was at work on break. <laughs> There's a two-pack sitting in my sitting in my bathroom right now. That's what I got, a two-pack, because it was yeah. cheaper. It's all, it always is. I was having a discussion with a friend of mine about that at work. But anywho, and, you know, and we had a discussion about that on my Facebook. And I totally get it, and I understand. And I just like priorities, but I, I get it. I do. And another thing that popped up was... When like whenever there's a tragedy within our fandoms, you know, you have artists that will come out and draw from their favorite characters or something from that, you know, to help people feel better. It's nice. Mm-hmm. And you got cosplayers coming out, you know, showing off their cosplays by that fandom or that group or whatever, you know, to show their love for it. And I'm all for that because. I don't believe, sometimes I guess our parents don't get that, you know, a video game got us through a rough time or an anime got us through a rough time. I've said it. Secret of Mana got me through a really rough time in my teenage years. Part of the reason why I got a SNES Classic. Also the reason why I'm going to purchase it 
for the Switch when I get a Switch, and for PS4. I mean, it's like that to me. And I think our parents were like that at one time, but they forget. And what's happening is people are saying that there are, are cosplayers and artists that are doing this for clout. Now, and there was a topic about this, and, and I said, you know, if these people are doing that, as long as they're hashtagging it and paying forward the link to give back, I'm perfectly okay with that, you know. I'm not okay with those who are trying to generate clout and fandom over it. That's really disgusting and fucked up. Yeah. If you're doing it because, like, Mio was your homegirl and you just want to show off some amazing artwork with her, do that. If you've cosplayed her, do that. But if you're saying, you know, Kyo Anime got me through a rough time, here's my Mio Akiyama cosplay, support me, and don't do that. It's when you, it's when you, you start a... Now, let me try it again. It's when your statement about how you're sympathizing for the victims get, gets me gets longer and longer, longer mm-hmm. with all your self promotions at the end of it. Right, right. I'm, you know, and, and you know, and if you go on my Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com/slash on mess, I've said that, and I'm just like, look, this is how it is. I ain't gonna sit there and just be like, you know, you can't. I'm just saying, you know, if you're gonna do it, do it right. You know, that's it. I ain't going to sit there and just, like, watch it. I got better things to do. And I, 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 and another thing I've, I've seen is that people are bitching that, oh, because of this, they're not going to get their anime. Over oh, 30... Oh, fuck's sake. Over 30 people died, dude. Do that? I mean, since when was your anime more important than the life of the person that drew... Or and or did that on the on the on the computer for you? Pri- know your damn priorities, and it's sad. And we're not going to talk about the people who openly cheered this happening. Mm-hmm. Let's not. That's just as bad as the Vic stands. Let's. Yeah. And we're going to get to that later on. priorities really and and hearing about everything is destroyed me being in it my first thought was there was no off-site backup like but, nothing to the cloud yeah, but here's the thing i do know in japan you know the cloud is not the big thing is it's having physical copies most likely there was a physical backup on site but that probably got destroyed and it's kind of sad I have a because something like this happened like I think about twenty years ago with the BBC. A lot of originals got lost in a the fire. They reached out to fans around the world if they had copies of Doctor Who and other shows to send them. I have a feeling something like that's going to happen. You know there is somebody out there with high quality 1080p 4K rips of all of Kyo Annie's anime. You, you know that. Somebody, as in just one person. <laughs> I know, right? It's, oh, believe you me, it's out there. Behold the digital revolution. Now, let's let's move along. Let's move on to uh, more shenanigans with a lawsuit. 
Take it away, Ari. Oh, boy. Oh. How unfortunate that the popcorn I showed off last week for my uh, geek stuff ran out a day later. Mm. <laughs> so, voice actress Monica Rial, fiance Ronald Toy, and voice actress Jamie Marici, uh, Marchi, Marchi, yeah. All final anti-slap motion to dismiss voice actor Vic Mignogna's lawsuit against him on Friday. And I mean, strategic lawsuit against public participation. As these motions cite Texas Citizen Participation Act and claiming that Mignogna's lawsuit is an, is an impediment against the defendant's freedom of speech, commenting a matter of public concern. Uh, so uh, let's get to the, you know, the, the uh, potatoes, yeah. background. Um, Mignogna filed a lawsuit against Funimation, Real Toy, and Marchi on April 18th. In a lawsuit, he said he claims defamation, interference in existing contract and prospective business relations, and civil conspiracy on the defendant's Twitter posts and Funimation investigations against Mignogna for alleged sexual harassment. So if you're picturing Vic Mignogna doing like WCW Chris Jericho holding up the uh, sheet of spiral book notebook paper with that says conspiracy victim written on it, yes, that's what he's that. doing. Yeah. <laughs> He's seeking monetary relief over $1 million <sighs> in part due to Funimation no longer contracting it for future productions as well as the conventions canceling his appearances. Mignona and his lawyer are also seeking judgment against the defense for actual consequential and punitive damage according to the claims and accounts to be determined on, fi on final hearing pre- and post-judgment interests at the highest rate permitted by law and costs of court. Sheesh. Uh, the lawsuit alleges that Sony executive Tammy Dembo told Mignona in January she was investigating three allegations of sexual harassment against him. And on January 29th, Dembo and another Sony executive informed Mignona that his employment with Funimation had been terminated following the investigation. Mm -hmm. Mignona has been accused of a num by a number of con attendees of kissing and embracing without consent over the course of his career with some allegations dating back over a decade. Yes. These allegations spread on social media earlier this year, and fellow voice actors have publicly issued anecdotes on their personal experiences with Mignona or support for those speaking out via social media. Mm -hmm. uh, Rooster Teeth replaced him in a cast of Ruby, and uh, he issued an apology in, at the back anime event in February and posted a public statement later that month. Then he posted another statement on Twitter, that, that's pretty much one of those apologies, you know, mm -hmm. one of those, you know, you know, the f apology, like fill in the blank forms, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like standard, uh, like standardized apology forms. You yes. Know? You know, and I, and I get, there are people who will be like, no, no, no. Do they do the standard apology form? And then a couple of days later, they'll do like the real apology because that gives him time to absorb everything and just put it down, you know? Because the first time, you're, you're just trying to fan the flames. Now, um, hey, Mako-chan. Hmm? Remember the fangirl in the table? The fangirl in the table? In front of the elevator? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, convention I was at. She was trying to touch every physical object she could that Vic may have touched or did touch while he was, like, waiting for an elevator. Yes. Oh, my God. She said Vic Mignona touched this table. What year was this in? 
Oh, this was at least at least seven years ago. At least this is when they were still at the Scandicon. At you know. All this time later, it still makes me fucking cringe. Now, you know, some of you are probably wondering, "You why?" Uh, let, let me just say this: It don't matter if you're a male or a female, young male, young female. There are older people in this world you will find an attraction to. And that's where it is. You know, I'll just leave it at that. Now, in regards to this anti-slap lawsuit, there the deposition is available online to watch. There are two ways to watch it. There is the full unedited version on one YouTube site, which I'm not going to mention because I'm not giving them um, a free plug. Because... If I wanted shicey lawyers like that, um, I'd have one. But there is another version, I think it's under bad humor or dead humor, where it breaks it down. It's the meat and potatoes of it. I would highly recommend not listening, not paying attention to the commentary on that because it's almost as bad as the original. But if you want to see this with yourself without any, without any information, without any peanut gallery... There is a PDF transcript of the entire thing. And I've read this. And I watched some of the clips. I felt dirty after watching that. After watching that. <laughs> now, I have said countless times, I understand where Vic's coming from. I grew up in a heavily religious upbringing. But as I got older... Me and religion wasn't getting along, so I went my own way. There. Now, in this step, now, when it comes to lawyers, lawsuits, and so forth, your lawyer, the most important thing your lawyer will tell you is you gotta defend yourself. You gotta make sure that if you're defending yourself, you don't look guilty. You have to prove your innocence. A lot of times when you watch like Law and Order or shows like that, that's not really the case. When you watch like Judge Joe Brown, People's Court, Judge Judy, some of those are scripted, some of those are actual cases, but you still follow and you realize in some of those cases, you always have that one person that feels no matter what they say, they will give off that air of innocence and like they're not guilty and even though they are and you're not going to buy it. What I'm getting at is, in this deposition, Vic was perfectly okay if two sisters who were underage to give consent to have sex with him. I want you to think about what the fuck I just said. Excuse me, what? Two underage girls and her siblings. He was asked if it was... Uh, about consent in this. I want you to understand there's no such thing as consent when you are under fucking age. The only time there is consent when you're under age is if your parents say yes. If you are still defending him after he said it's okay for two, si two sisters that are underage to have sex. You need, I'm just saying, as much as I enjoy the fans and so forth, you need to get the fuck out of this chat room right now. You need to get the fuck off my stream if you actually believe what he said is okay. 
Remember, he's going for pedophilia and incest. Exactly. Because that shit, because that shit Sunday just needs that little cherry on top. Yeah, and on top of that, let me tell you, I got into a pissing fight with somebody demanding that the, a local con here reinstate Vic. She was saying Vic had a contract with Liberty City. He never had one. She's saying there is proof of it, and I'm like, you want a sexual, somewhat so, uh, pedophile at your convention? You really want this? From what I, from what we have gathered, this is, is a 56-year-old woman who was trying, you know, to find a daddy for her son. Oh, boy. And after all that was said and done, she messages me directly to make peace. But how the fuck are you going to make peace when you blocked me? Whatever. Jesus. All right. N- now, that I, now that my blood is more or less is boiling... Let's talk about what happened in Tokyo and Tulsa. Now, I understand... We need a palate cleanser here. Well, trust me, the palate cleanser is coming right after this. After these quick stories. Now, I get it. As conventions get bigger, they can't fit everything within the hotel or the convention space. So they have to rent out more space. Like, Anime Next, the convention was in the hotel the Expo Center, which is now a warehouse, and they had rented out space in the Holiday Inn across the street for the game room, and they rented out space in a couple of office buildings right down the way for video rooms. That's spread out. Uh, Yomacon convention is in two convention centers. It's, I mean, in the hotel, the, the, the Rensen. The dealer's room is in the Kobo, and you get that through the people mover. Fine. Okay, that's cool. For me, that's too much of a stretch for me to travel between point A and point B to buy merch. I mean, that one year I was at Anime Boston and they moved the dealer's room to the castle, I never left until I found out through an associate that I could get PGSM uh, Artemis plush. I left the hotel and went over there and bought it. I would say that year, best $40 I've ever spent. But anywho. For this convention, they moved the dealer's room to a closed-down Hobby Lobby. Well, that's not so bad. Not when it's a 10-minute drive from the convention via a shuttle. And everything was basically spread out. I can get it if, like... Everything was spread out within a two-block radius or three-block radius, and you had a shuttle. I, I get that. I, I, I understand that. But something this far, that's like a half a mile. Ugh. I mean, I, I kind of find it amusing that they're using school buses to attend, to move congoers back and forth. I mean, just imagine a school bus full of cosplayers coming out. You know, I think that's kind of funny, but yet cool at the same time. Well, not until someone has this big-ass armor thing that's, like, almost like the entire width of the bus. And you're like, hang on, like, get in, like, 45 degree, you know, that sort of shit. Now, like I said, they have, they spread out everything, but the furthest thing spread out is the dealer's room. I mean, 
one section there's the maid cafe and some exhibits and esports across the way is tabletop gaming and larping um maybe two minute commute two minute drive down the way is um is registration a little bit further down is is main events and all the way down at the end is the event, artist and vendor area I mean, not for nothing. You would think that that would be like in the middle, not the last thing. Now, what's interesting is that if you go on their website at TokyoandTulsa.com, there was no mention of this. There was discussions of this I've seen on social media, but people from the staff didn't mention the reasons why. Now, I can kind of understand why they didn't. Because I think if people found out ahead of time because of how far, they wouldn't want to go. I know I wouldn't. But finding out there, you're like, well, fuck, I'm already here. Mm. I mean... Yeah, but the problem with that is, well, fuck, I'm already here, but now instead of going in and out of the dealer's hall, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go for, you know, an hour and... If I don't find anything or I get bored or I get hungry, I'm just going to leave. Mm-hmm. That sucks. That's the part that sucks. Yeah. I just hope that they actually just say something like address the issue and explain. And far as I know, uh, they didn't. Now, what's interesting is right after this, the convention ejected a an artist in the artist alley who was being very critical about what they did. Now I understand right to free speech, but when you are part of a private organization, you have to follow their rules and regulations. If it says, you know, saying stuff that can be damaging to the convention's rep, you can be ejected for that. If it says that in the clause of your contract, you know. But every convention gets criticisms. And it's perfect. Just remember, y'all been following us for almost 10 years, and the conventions we talk about, we criticize left and right. Uh Mostly positive. Those were negatives we've ever not not gone back, or the con just just ceased to exist. Now, as per Nerd and Ty, who I'm getting this from, we talked about this. This, this is what they had brought back from the person who was ejected from the from the convention. Uh, let's see, this person's name is Hannah Shroy, who was very outspoken about this. And this, in an email, what was said to what was sent to them. They then proceeded to directly confront me in my booth while attendees and customers could see. I confirmed that the tweet was from me and brought forward my complaints as I mentioned above within the Twitter thread. As I was a single woman amidst a busy alley being confronted by, if I'm perfectly plain, three white men, likely older than me, I did feel cornered by them. I did best to stand my ground, expressing how unprofessional their handling of the situation has been, how in the dark they have left us artists, about how friends of mine have been ghosted by AA staff after requesting a refund for their tables. Of all this, they brushed aside, implying that I don't understand how cons are supposed to work. Now, this person has been doing conventions for seven years and she has friends within the community who have validated this. I have friends in the community, and I totally get that. And that she was not welcome to the convention for the rest of the weekend or in the future. They did not give me a strike. They did not confront me and ask me to take down the tweet. They went straight to banning me from the convention. 
On Twitter, they are now claiming that I understood this was violating the agreement, which is untrue. I only said I knew ghosting was uncalled for, and I had asked that they would be okay as long as I deleted the tweet, but they refused and said I must leave. I think there's going to be a lawyer that's going to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I'm not saying she has an actual lawsuit, but given how she was treated, something or rather. Now, I understand newbie mistakes, freshman mistakes, but this is this convention has been going for 12 years. How do you let shit like this happen? And I don't know if anybody from Tokyo and Tulsa is listening, but if you know somebody from there, link them to this um to this video to, to this episode on Twitch. Send them a link to to our podcast. I would love to hear their side of the story. I want to know what was this this going decision for this. I, as much as we rail back and forth. Anybody that has an issue with what we discuss on this show, they are more than welcome to contact us and speak their side. That's, that's all it is. Speak your side, let the people know, and that's it. When you don't let the people know, they will think that you are guilty and you get you des- you are well deserving of, of the mocking that you get. They're gonna fill in the blanks on their own. Exactly. Now that we got all that filth and tripe out. Let's talk about Pokemon Go and One Piece. Yeah, so uh, Pokemon Go is actually having its first, uh, I guess, sort of collaboration. Um, They haven't announced it in the game itself, but for those uh, that actually follow both anime, uh, you know that the new Pikachu that is out in Pokemon Go is wearing a very iconic straw hat. And the reason for that is uh, for this coming week, there is the collaboration between One Piece and Pokemon. It's celebrating the 22nd anniversary of the One Piece manga and the third anniversary of Pokemon Go. Organizers are looking to draw tourists to Kumamoto as part of the Kumamoto Reconstruction Project. The area suffered substantial damage after the 2016 earthquake. Oda, who is, you know, the creator of One Piece, is Mm -hmm. a Kumamoto native and donated about $8 million to help the uh, reconstruction efforts. Wow. Now, this is not the first time that Pokemon Go has done something like this. Um, They they did a, a Snorlax event in Kumamoto and a Lapras event in Miyagi. Um, so, but this is the first time that this is actually a collaboration with something outside of Pokemon. So, you know, whether or not you are a fan of One Piece, you are able to, you know, have a little thing. Um, they also have straw hats for your avatars if you are in need of something a little bit, uh, more stylish for yourself. Mm. I'm not a fan of One Piece, but she looks so cute wearing it, straw hat. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's freaking adorable, so most people are going to, you know, try and go for it anyway. But, I mean, the whole thing is, one part, it's for a good cause, trying to bring back uh, tourism to this area. And two, it's just kind of cool. And if this is, you know, they're finally doing a collaboration like this, what will be down Mm-hmm. You know, the road for them. We've got, say, Yu-Gi-Oh! 
their 20th anniversary is, I believe, next year. Yeah. So could we be possibly seeing a collaboration for their 20th anniversary? Oh, my God. I'm picturing Pikachu with Yugi's hairstyle. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, imagine if more of these anime that are going through anniversaries or something like that decide to, you know, team up with Pokemon. Can you imagine Pikachu with Sailor Moon's tiara? You Probably. want that you want that so badly, don't you, Mako? Hell yeah. There you go. Uh, I would totally be down for that, to be honest with you. Yeah, me Although too. not for nothing, I think the Eevee would probably look cuter with the tiara. Well, yeah. Not going to lie Sylveon. on that one. Sylveon yeah. stick it on. Well, I can get with that. Let's see, what else do we have here? Um, Ari, tell us about the world record at San Diego Comic-Con. So, yeah, a total of 786 people gathered to perform the Kamehameha at, you know, a big you know, event at San Diego Comic-Con, crushing the previous number, the previous record number of 250, which I didn't even know was a thing. I didn't even know there was myself. But, yeah, Sean, Sean Schemmel led the charge at the Marriott Marina, Marina Terrace at the Marriott Marquis San Diego Hotel. Part of the world, it was part of the 2019 Dragon Ball World Adventure at San Diego Comic Con. Fans of the series can demo the latest Dragon Ball video games at interactive kiosks, take photos of the Dragon Ball animated gift photo booth, collect stickers for the sticker rally, and <clears throat> sorry, collect stickers for the sticker rally each attraction inside the Dragon Ball World Adventure. They can be traded for you know swag. Mm-hmm. And it's taking place from the 17th to the 21st. I will. Put the link in the chat for y'all to look at yourself. Although with uh, Sean Schimmel himself leading the charge, I would have marked the fuck out if he just shouted, "Everyone, give us, give me your energy." Mm. And it's still Beerus would look at this and just be like, "Whatever." <laughs> Now I will say one of my friends, uh, Kitty Kaboom, she's there. Uh, she, she, I believe, she's in the. She was like towards the front, at the time when I saw the pictures. Um, I forget who she was cosplaying. The one with with the green hair. I, I, I forget who that is. Brawly. Yeah, Brawly. Yes. She also she's also done Android Twenty One as well. So, she's done some some pretty awesome DBC cosplays. I've actually known her for uh, Tifa from FF7, so... Yeah, right there, if you look in that picture, in the lower right-hand corner, that that's my homegirl kitty, right there. So, you go, girl. And the rest of the DBZ crew, that was awesome. <laughs> all right. <sighs> we were able to bring it all back around to some chaos and some comedy, so now... It's time for Meanwhile in Japan. Uh, I'll uh, take the last one, I guess. Okay. Um, I'll take the first one. I can kind of sort of re relate. Hashtag wait for it. All right. If you can't figure it out, don't even worry about it. <laughs> 
Okay. So, this first story is about an Okayama Police Academy instructor. He stabbed a recruit in the chest while training. The instructor wanted to add realism to the training, but it got too damn real. Man, these hazing rituals are out of control. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some outlandish shit in the movie, in the Police Academy films, which I kind of hope they do an, another one. But, you yeah, know. Now, at their training facility, there was a lieutenant who was instructing a class on self-defense, and the lesson was on how to repeal a knife-wielding attacker. He, generally, when it comes to self-defense, they will explain the technique and then show you and then you pair off to learn the technique back and forth. Now, that's what the instructor did. He explained how to do it and then went into showing. The instructor picked up a knife and selected a 19-year-old cadet and told him to subdue him. Now, what happened was while he tried to do this during the practice session, the lieutenant accidentally stabbed a cadet in the chest. I mean, if you're going to use, if you're going to use for example base, leave the sheath on the knife. I mean, really? Now, the cadet was rushed to the hospital with a wound that reached his lungs, but after four days, his injury was no longer uh, life-threatening. Sadly, though, he resigned from police work January of this year. Just so you I know, this happened December of last year. I can't imagine why. I know, right? Now, the instructor didn't accomplish the goal of realism. And I understand when you're doing this training, it's got to be real as possible. But, yeah. He was charged with criminal negligence resulting in an injury, fined for 500,000 yen, which translates to $4,600, and issued an official reprimand. According to social media, this was basically has said, that is just too sad. It wasn't a mistake. He brought it on purpose for training. What an idiot. Even in training, reality is important. This reality will teach all the recruits that the best course of action is to run away from a knife. Isn't this a violation of weapon laws? Now, in Japan, there are some strict laws with weaponry, especially knives. And they're classified by their sizes. Okay? But there was no information in regards to how the size of this blade was because at the time Okayama police declared it not a case to be announced so they want to keep it in house which is understandable now the only reason why we know about this the cadet now officer who was stabbed filed a civil suit against Okayama prefecture for 5.5 million yen which translates to $51,000 this is basically for mental and mental suffering, anguish, and PTSD, which I truly get and understand. Uh-huh. Okayama police said that it's true he was injured during training, and we will respond with good faith. <sighs> and I like this little part. It says CGI reenactment of the guy's fantasy training session. And it's the knife fight scene between Leon and Krauser from Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Keep it going, keep it going. They got the version with the uh, knife fight song on it? <laughs> Lord, no, I am not looking for that. Probably on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, but 
no need to get a con no need to get a contact uh, violation or something like that. We don't need that. Mm. Me next, I guess. Yep. So yeah, uh, those that are fans of boba or bubble tea, it looks like there's going to be an amusement park opening in Harajuka. So, yeah, um, it's, it's going to be a special, and they have it in quotes, quote-unquote theme park opening up called Tokyo Tapioca Land. Hmm. It's going to open from August 13th to September 16th in front of the Harajuku Station. And it promises to be everything a Boba fan would want and more. So it looks like there's going to be drink stands, food stands, a tapioca photo booth, and even tapioca rides. Wow, that's a lot of tapioca. Well, that's what the boba are. I know. I'm just saying. That's a... uh, you can expect tapioca to be used in everything from the food and drink to the decor and attractions. At this theme park, they want you to experience tapioca with your whole body. So be ready to be blown away with a new boba experience. Uh, several famous, yeah. Several famous tapioca shops are going to, uh, they're planning on making an appearance. So you're also looking at some of the best and uh, more popular of uh, the tapioca teas and foods. It's going to be put into the newly built shopping area called Jing. Which is about a two-minute walk from the station and directly accessible from Tokyo Metro's Meiji Junjumai station. So it will be in a very convenient location. That's but that nice. also means it's going to be very busy. There are only going to be a thousand pre-sale tickets at about a thousand yen each. So that's a little bit under ten bucks. And then they're going to be... 200 yen less uh, than tickets at the door. So uh, the tickets at the door will be about 1,200 yen. So yeah, if you're going to be in the area and you want to get your boba on, go ahead and go. Am I the only one thinking of Happy World Land from Tiny Toon Adventures, how I spent my summer vacation? <laughs> The bullet train to heck! <laughs> Alright. Are there going to be contests where you do the thing where you bounce a couple of boba tea on your bus like this? No, but you'll probably will see that happen anyway. Anyhow... <laughs> A Tokyo man was arrested for underwear theft after instant raging attraction to another man. Says the victim was a totally hot dude. Mm. Uh, Tom Tomoya Ishii was walking through a train station in Tokyo's Katsushika ward when he spotted an attractive stranger. Given how many people live in Tokyo, that's not such a stot that's not such a shocker, but Ishii's reaction to finding some tasty eye candy was a normal 
in that he followed the object of his desire in order to steal his underwear. Mm. The 21-year-old Ishii tailed the target home, and once the stranger was inside and taking a bath, Ishii infiltrated the home and snatched no fewer than six articles of clothing, at least one pair of underwear. Well, now. What a haul, what a haul, what a haul. Basically. When I saw him in the station, I immediately thought he was a totally hot dude, said Ishii, who, after stealing the 20-something man's clothes, remained hidden in his home for hopes of secretly recording his naked body after he got out of the bath. Wow, this isn't creepy at all. However, Ishii's voyeurism plans went awry when he discovered a male housemate of the victim who subdued the thief and aspiring peeping Tom until a police arrived and took him into custody. And he told investigators, He's just the type of guy I like. I started fantasizing about him, got consumed in that, so I stole his underwear. At least he's honest about it. Needless to say, no matter how strong an attraction may feel to someone, breaking, entering, theft, and illegal recording of their naked form is wrong, and Ishii, who is admitted to the charge, will not be facing whatever punishment to the court's decree. Hopefully his arrest will serve as a reminder to others looking to alleviate their raging lust by looking at hot guys in their underwear that there are better ways to go about it. I don't want to click the link that's leading to. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay, my hand was way too close to the camera for that. Well, I can say this. I don't have to worry about anyone trying to steal my shit because my apartment is so small. When I walk in, I can just peer around the corner and see who is in my house or not. And who the fuck would want to steal something from me? Especially my clothes. True. Meanwhile, Mako trying to sit in the, in the asylum on her, on her bed with her shotgun like, yeah, come on, bitches. Hmm. <laughs> Lock and load. Are, are, are we done? Yes. And I just realized I forgot to update for Meanwhile in Japan, but there it is. And we finish under record time. Yay. Yay, indeed. All right. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for supporting us for another episode of Anime Jam Session. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you, so let us know what you think. Don't forget to check out our website at uh, animejamsession.com, where we post links to our we, not just our weekly podcast episodes, but convention reviews, anime reviews, editorials, convention reports, links to our YouTube videos, Facebook cosplay photo galleries, so much more. AnimeJamSession.com And don't forget, you can find our podcasts on Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes Podcasts, uh, Pocket Casts, any uh, iHeartRadio, any program you use to fetch your podcast, put in Anime Jam Session and you can find us. And most of these apps have like a little comment section, so tell us what you think. We'd really appreciate that because we are independent podcasters, independent bloggers. We do this for the fun of it. 
And don't forget, we have other links as well for our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. It's all Anime Jam Sessions, so swing by and check those out. I thank you so much, because we could not do this show without y'all or the, or the love and support from there as well. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako. I still have so much crap to do before BronyCon. Mm, I just put my time in for that. Last words, Ari. I got a couple of water resi- waterproof, watertight wallets for yep. uh, this weekend and future trips to uh, beaches and whatnot. So I got to test them out before then. It's cool. My thought tonight is they have been, they're having Caribbean barbecue at work tomorrow. Can't wait. Mm. Mm, sounds tasty. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you've seen a couple of those pictures. Mm-hmm. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Anime Jam Session. So, last words. Ari. We went through this. Oh, I must be that tired. Sorry about that. It happens. Oh, yeah. So, that is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Holy shit, we actually finished early on time with a lot of extra extra stuff. Let's go ahead and call it a night. So, good night. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!